podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Stop Hammer Time is backed for this season by Ladbrooks. Hello and welcome to Stop Hammer Time. My name is Phil Whelans and joining me this week for the first time in uh, quite a long time, it's... uh, one of the one of the earliest members of the Stop Hammer Time family. It is a polymath, journalist, broadcaster, TV presenter, radio person, Sam Delaney. Hello, everyone. Part of the reason Sam can join us is that for the last two years, he has been speaking for three hours every day on talk radio, mm. but has recently handled, handed that mantle on to Eamon Holmes, who yeah. is now doing your show. Doing my show. The Sam Delaney I'm, show with Eamon I'm Holmes. Producing it, yeah. It's yeah, very yeah. Very weird. That I, I, I effectively sacked myself. Yes. Which is a strange thing to do. You kicked but yourself upstairs. There are many reasons for it. Uh, foremost amongst them is the ability to return to Stop Hammer Time. Yes. Well, we felt sheepish about asking you to do Stop Hammer Time because having to uh, talk from four till seven every day on drive time from Monday to Thursday, mm. we thought the last thing you want to do, because you wouldn't even, after you'd done the show, wouldn't even speak to your wife or family at home. Never. No. Never. You were and resting your voice. Yeah, yeah, you had to rest your voice. So we didn't feel that we had the right to ask you to come straight from your radio show, more or less, to speak again for another three or four hours about yeah, football. No, you couldn't make a no, claim couldn't, on, couldn't, on my voice. On your that. time. Be unfair, oh, no. it's too valuable. Absolutely, very but much a valuable now its stock has dropped, and so here I am. Yes, mm. yeah, uh, the like the like the Fortune Five. No, the uh, the the you know the yeah. stock exchange thing. All of them. Yeah, it's yeah. Five hundred Nasdaq. Yeah, lot. yeah. All I'm sure we'll get onto that later in we're the show, won't we? That's we're on your running order. Of yeah. course, yeah, very much. We, yeah, the global economics mm. it f- plays a large part of this podcast. Also joining us, another highly valued member of the Stop Hammer Time team that we haven't had for a little while. It is Jim Dean Dolan. Jim from Pride of Irons. I always wonder why my middle name works in there. But anyway, yes. It sounds good, like Harry Dean Stanton. We have to use, yeah, it's it's, it's a good... And uh, there's another one as well. James Dean Bradfield. James Dean Bradfield. If you have the the middle name Dean, it's always used. There aren't many... Can you think of another middle name that is always... Jane. That's three Sarah Jane. Emma Jane. Only, That's not a middle name, though. Southern American... Like Betsy Lou, yeah, those, are, those are names. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's true. They are hyphenated mm. names. Jim, of course, is uh, one of the leading lights in LGBTQ West Ham supporting group Pride of Irons. Uh, going great guns. In fact, there was a Pride of Irons outing on the train to the Brighton fixture. An outing. They were already out. Yeah. Most of them were yes. already oh, out. Right. <laughs> yeah. Now that that's awful. I don't but think you people should be forcibly outed no. in, on public transport. There were a small well, core no. of eleven of them on the train that outed everyone else on the that's train awful. during the course no. of the one hour. It's true. Yeah. yeah, we're just pointing at them, going, "You, yeah, yeah. like you a radar, like a speed gun, it's not on, like a speed gun." Yeah, no. Yeah. Um, there is a uh, there is an event uh, with the Pride of Irons this week. Pride of Irons quiz: uh, Where, when, what, which, why? Yeah, I should have. Prep this, shouldn't I? It's at um, Bangers Bar, uh, which is between kind of Liverpool Street and Moorgate on Thursday, uh, kicking off about 7 pm. Yes. Last year, uh, uh, the team that I captained won that quiz. You did. And I handled the victory with a quiet dignity that I think <laughs> has stayed in people's memories ever since. The sheer nobility and generosity towards the losing teams. I think will live in all of our memories uh, from that night. 
I can't do it this week, so you have a chance to assemble a team and beat the team that I have left behind, uh, ably captained, I believe, by Rob Banks. Oh, now, Rob Banks, we should thank very much for uh, capably stepping in and... and um, Helming Stop Hammer Time last week. Uh, Rob Banks, uh, author of the uh, the Holy Trilogy of West Ham books, An Irrational Hatred of Luton, West Ham Till I Die, and The Legacy of Barry Green. Now, like J.D. Salinger and um, the, the um, you know, uh, Harper Lee, he has disappeared from the world of writing, mysteriously uh, become a hermit. Uh, like Salinger, no one knows quite where he's been, where he's been living. We heard he was living in Sao Paulo as a as a woman. <laughs> Juanita Los Palmos. Bancos. Yes. Uh, but no, but he is returning from his self-imposed literary exile with another book, which is due to hit wherever books hit now in August. And it is called An Irrational Hatred of Everything. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, heads up right. that. like, funny enough he sent that text to our whatsapp group ah. like two minutes after i've been searching for his books on amazon St- bizarre coincidence very strange like a wizard you have summoned him into being by mm. searching for him if on you amazon. say his name three times he will appear In a i've tried that before yeah, yeah. One thing I should mention is uh, this season's Stop Hammer Time is brought to you in association with Ladbrokes. Sign up and deposit up to £50 and Ladbrokes will put the same amount into your account, giving up to £50 worth of free bets. Look for these and other offers at bet.westhampodcast.com, bet.westhampodcast.com. Bet of the week is 17-2 to 2 on a 2-1 prediction for the Watford game. 17-2, to 2-1 prediction for the Watford game. Is that all? Mm, yeah, that seems... yeah. I don't. I don't know what if odds are good or bad. I don't really know much about that. Anyway, we have uh, two games of football to talk about, plus lots of uh, issues arising. Uh, that since we last spoke to you, we've basically played the uh, the A twenty three portfolio mm. of football, the A twenty three pantheon of soccer matches. Yeah. Last Tuesday, a real hotbed of football. They love their football along the A twenty three, don't they? It's a football loving stretch of road. It is. Yeah. Yeah. We played uh, Croydon Rovers last Tuesday, and. Atletico deck chair on Saturday. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, uh, well, there was a potential six points to play for, and we got one of those points. And we got one of them. Yeah. Yeah, very, very... A poor return. Very poor return. Poor return. Um, but amidst a, uh, uh, one of the worst injury crisis... Yes. We, uh, I can remember. Yes. It's a good thing we signed all those players, really, isn't it? <laughs> yes. Everyone was injured, and what we did was uh, weaken and make less deep our squad. Well, was we, it five players we worked out in the we, pub? We got rid of five players and bought two in the midst of uh, a period where we don't have enough players. Well, we bought one, we loaned another. Yes. Another who, who apparently there is no chance whatsoever is a £39 million uh, fee attached to him if we want to buy him. So he's, he's literally just there for a, yeah. a few, what amounts to a few weeks. He good, though. Good he though. is good, yeah. Yeah, Mario. Good, good. Very good against Palace. Um... The the continuing body, building body of evidence that Moyes is doing a decent job seemed to be sort of displayed against Palace because yeah. we were absolutely... The mood on the street and everywhere was, we're going to get turned over. We're, we're just too shit now. We haven't got enough what, was players. was it six defenders that he played on? That yes, game? yeah, yeah. Uh, but in fact, you know, when they sort of announced the team, you went, well, that, I mean, you know... They are professional footballers, and it might be all right. And in fact, it was quite good. I sort of thought we could have done better in that game. Uh, there was a slight, you know, a slightly um, 
you know, playing within ourselves, slight caution to that. We could have actually won that game, I think. I probably. think everyone's surprised by, um, yeah, well, how well they played. I mean, you've got a, yeah. you know, knackered old right back playing midfield actually quite competently. Yeah, yeah. Maybe only for that game. Yeah, I think a lot of people were surprised. Yes. I don't think we carved too many chances, but we didn't look like we were really going to concede many either. no no and uh and uh you know so so it felt like a kind of a point was was a result but it's one of those things where you kind of say well the next game will be the will be the telling one and then the same outfit came out and performed v badly we all went to that game we did we all went to yeah the it's great great away i mean t- terrible result Bad performance. Mm. Great away day, though, isn't it? Yeah. Brighton, I yeah. mean, blimey. You don't get... That's a fa- fantastic... You want Brighton to stay up so that we just can, so we yeah, can do that again. That game. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, it was my great. first point at 10 o'clock. Yes. Lovely. So I go on the Lovely. train, yeah, carried yeah. on the way there. Classic. Yeah. yeah, it's like the it's like the traditional British holiday to Brighton. It's like the mods and the rockers, yeah. except on a train. Uh, I, w- I would say that if that fixture was on a sunnier t- time of year... Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, Fantastic. it would be bedlam. Yes. It would be bedlam. I mean, because everyone would be going down there for the whole weekend yes. and, and Brighton would be absolutely rammed with West Ham fans yeah. the whole weekend and yes. I don't know how it would end, but it would be awful. It would. The good possibly, people of Brighton. Yeah. I mean, I spent a few years living in Brighton when I was a student. Mm-hmm. They're lovely, gentle people. They are. Uh, they consistently elect the UK's only green MP. Still yes. one more than UKIP. Yeah. yeah. They are very open-minded and... Uh, I don't know. I just think that, like, you know, 10,000 West Ham fans pissed up on a hot, sunny day. Yeah. Um, possibly across the whole weekend is going to ruin the vibe. It is. It is. Um, I hate to say it. You, uh, after the game has finished, you very wisely went to the uh, University of West Sussex Student Union. Sussex, uh, not Sussex. West Sussex. Oh, right, 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 right. Well, it's in East Sussex for starters. Oh, is it? So if it was either, right. if it was going to mm-hmm. specify either way, say East Sussex, but it's called the University of Sussex, right. and it's right opposite the ground. In West Sussex. So we went to the uh, bar because that was the West Sussex my bar. alma mater. Your student union bar? My student union bar is where I went to university and the campus bar was actually right next to my apartment. So I went there because I thought, well, I'll wait for the traffic to die down yeah. and, and then we'll get an Uber, which they have in Brighton, that amazingly. Was, yeah. Although do, I had yeah. to wait 23 for 20 minutes, minutes yep. right. Right, for it to Did come you get from a place well? called no, Rottingdean oh, yeah, yeah. out to the University of Sussex. Right. And um, anyway, when I was in the student union bar, I left in... I, I lived on the campus in 1994. I left the university in 1997. And you go back to your university bar and a few other um, West Ham fans had had the same idea. So it was mainly students put a few hammers in there and a few Some had enrolled too. on a degree just to go to the bar for that That's game. That's it. Yeah. You were right. And then what you do is you just don't turn up, don't to, turn lectures. up to lectures. And in the end, yeah. they sack you off. Yeah, yeah. But you still come away from that, unfortunately, with £20,000 worth of yeah. debt. Yeah, student debt. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. which is a shame. But, but whatever. Some, some people will do that. Yeah. Anyway, I did, you know, you get, when you're in there, you, you tell the bar staff or students... Mm-hmm. Pretty girls. Yes. I, you know what's amazing? Yep. I used to go to this university. This used to be my bar. Yeah. And they look at you like, well, why what, Why do I give a fuck? Yeah. I couldn't yeah. give a fuck. They don't give a fuck about the past anymore. Students they don't, don't care they about they heritage. They don't give a flying they don't, shit. No one studies history. About my past. Yeah. And yeah. that infuriates me. 
uh, uh, take up for history courses at universities has fallen to zero, and now people are only doing courses in the future or the present. I know. Uh, right, it's ridiculous, yeah, isn't ridiculous. it? Ridiculous. I go back to my college all the time and just walk around. Daily. Walk around. I, I like around. to go no outside my old secondary school. I pull up in my car yep. to show them all I've got a car. Yeah, yeah. And I'll lean against the bonnet and sort of smoke, but I'll, mm-hmm. you know, blow smoke rings and do cool things like that. I yeah. do it most days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Me too. And, but me they too. they pay me no attention. Well, that's probably because you're smoking. You should be vaping, and it should smell yeah. like maple yeah. syrup and right. leave massive. Clouds. When uh, myself and Jim and uh, the aforementioned Rob Banks went to see Bromley United play Leighton Orient in the summer, I uh, literally stood outside my primary school, which I hadn't, you know, done that for. And urinated on the door. Peace. Pete mm. on the door as mm. usual, and my secondary school, and uh, uh, because it was the summer, it was over the summer. Um, uh, various caretakers and people came out and went, uh, "Yeah, what are you doing, looking around this school?" And then showed me around. Oh, and nice. it was very, yeah, very touching. Um, I have something else to uh, say to the nation. Oh. If you're going to the upcoming matches against Watford, Burnley, or, or even Manchester United, we've partnered with Zelo to give you a lift all the way to the stadium from Essex and Kent, free of charge. Stop Hammer Time listeners can get a free trip by booking a seat on a luxury coach at ride.westhampodcast.com. Ride.westhampodcast.com using the promotion code Hammer Time. And coaches leave from Basildon, and Cavie Island, Chelmsford, Colchester, Orset, South Benfleet and Southend. That's like the Uber sharing thing, thing, I guess. So if you want to get to the game and don't want to stand on a crowded train, do that. Ride.westhampodcast.com using the promo code HAMMERTIME. So, yes, one point from those uh, two games. Mm, rather worrying. Uh, three points, 12th place in the division, but uh, three points off the bottom. Yeah, I mean, it's worrying. I, I would say until that game against... I, I think that game on the weekend completely uh, changed my perspective on the season because since Moyes took over, I've been feeling very confident and optimistic. And even with the injuries after the, after the um, uh, Palace game, I still felt optimistic because I thought we've got too much in this team and Moyes mm. has really got them organised. Then, after the transfer window closed and we'd sold um, Ayu and, and Sacco without properly replacing them or buying the midfielders we needed, I did start to think, hang on a minute, this could go badly wrong. And then, after the Brighton result, I'm thinking, it is going badly wrong. Mm. It, it just feels like a massive punt, wrong. doesn't it? Like, not only did they sell those players, they've sold Ayu to a relegation yeah. rival. So yes. a guy who, oh, I, I don't particularly rate him, but he's got a knack of popping up and poking yeah. a few I goals in here and there. stats in the other forwards. Yeah, and yet we've sold him to 20th place. Yes. It's just it's, it's madness to sell him and Sacco, who are two players who score when they play. Yeah. And, 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 and be left with no strikers, really. No, you know? that's right. And that's I don't want to sound like one of these Arsenal wankers who talk about net spend, but I'm going to. Mm-hmm. Because I saw an article the other day that said, out of this transfer window... Two Premier League clubs made a profit. One of those was Liverpool, obviously, mm. and the other one was us. Yeah. So we've got it's a paper thin squad and we're selling players and making money. Now you've got to wonder, yeah. you've got to wonder what they are playing. They've at. got to be selling in the summer. Well, they're, they're cashing in, aren't they? They're either looking to sell, um, but they're playing a very dangerous game if they are, because if we get relegated, Absolutely, we yeah. either won't sell at all, but they're going to have to sell it for a much lower price, yeah. or they are trying to line their own pockets. Or they're just incompetent. 
And I um, I actually think that the third is the, the horrible truth. I think lying their points, maybe, but I think they do. I think in their heads, they do think they take running the club seriously and they do want us to be a success, but they're sort of stupid and incompetent and don't understand how to bring that about. Yes. Um, no. So I don't think they're in it just to make money because they wouldn't have spent the money they did in the summer. I think that they're just don't really know how to run a football club you say properly. You say they'd spent the money they did, but we were talking about this earlier in the pub, and I liken it to the Conservatives talking about, you know, we've invested in the NHS every mm. year. When you look at it, actually, in terms of the value of money now, mm. they've invested a lot less, and the mm. club have done that. They've invested... Look at every other club in the Premier League. When this new Sky deal came in, what, 20th place that year earned more than first place the previous year, mm. whatever the stat was. Mm, mm. Clubs have got money. So in real terms, they've not invested a lot at all. Yeah, no, they could have invested more. But what I mean is I'm not sure their main agenda is to make money for themselves. It might be a part of it. I think the bigger issue is that they don't know how to run the club properly. No, that's, I mean, I, you know, I've... Uh resisted the idea that there's anything kind of sinister going on for a long time because I don't I don't I think especially kind of uh in the English sort of football setup from the from the FA to the Premier League to the individual clubs um it's sort of run by quite stupid people football generally and I don't think they're particularly smart but I do I am starting to feel I don't know suspicion or something akin to that because we seem to just become so incompetent in the transfer market the second we moved into this 60,000 seater stadium wherein if we continue in it we simply can't be relegated and we had a real chance last summer to sort of fix fix things um and actually it was a weird people were very pleased with that transfer window there was a you know a player in each position but they were not necessarily the purchases of anyone with a kind of game plan. It's mm. like Billich's game plan ostensibly was to hit them in pa- with pace. Um, we we didn't really. We bought a kind of thirty-five-year-old right back in order to do that. We 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 bought a goalkeeper which we didn't really need. We had two decent goalkeepers. Well, okay, goalkeepers. Um, Hernandez is really just functional in the penalty area of the other team, and uh, Arnautovic was seen as a sort of winger, but whenever I saw Stoke, he always seemed to be a striker to me. And mm. and, and that's where he Well, and Anatovic turned out to be a good signing yeah, now. Yeah, really good. And yeah. he's our best player when fit. I would say he's our danger man, isn't he? But, yeah. you know, I don't know when he's coming back. I mean, if if Lanzini and Anatovic come back sooner rather than later, if you play them with Mario and, um, and potentially Hernandez, you, we, you know, we've got to stay up. Yeah. We're going to stay up. But you know, there's we could before that happens, we could there could be a lot of damage done That's because right. we got yeah, a hard yeah. run of fixtures coming up. And against Brighton, we looked absolutely like spineless. And I remember, I remember um, you and I doing one of these, or possibly even walking away from the ground after the kind of uh, winter transfer window purchases of bar, well, acquisitions of bar and a binner, but especially bar made you think well, this guy's a fucking machine. We'll be all right now. Mm. And sure enough, we did beat Liverpool and beat Stoke, Stoke yeah. consecutively at home. And, and we went, thought we were, we're safe. Not, yeah, we thought we were safe. Absolutely thought we were safe. Whereas that middle season under Allardyce, where we did stay up sort of by the skin of our teeth, that was one of those things where on the last day, we actually finished about 13th because of the mm. way things shook out. Um, I remember Jim saying sort of, a, you know, early January, I can't see where the points are going to come from mm. for us to keep up. But the... 
Avram Grant season when we bought Bar, we're going, we'll be all right now. We can beat, you know, we can, yeah, we're basically all winning the, enough. The story is of all the relegations we've all seen is that a relegation can sneak up out of nowhere. Yeah, when yeah. When you're least expecting it. Yeah. You know, teams that look way too good. Of course, the famous example being the, you know, the Joe Cole, Paolo Di Canio, Canute yeah. team, Defoe, that went down. You know, there are, relegations can create... We, we've seen all sorts of relegations at West Ham. You've seen yeah. teams that are absolutely abject and fully deserved to drop, uh, you know, um, back in like the early 90s. Yeah. And then you've seen team. other teams that have been looked way too good. And other teams that <laughs> seem to have had a revival, like Avram Grant, yeah. started badly, then had a revival, we can all stop worrying, and then suddenly fall away at last minute. So... Yeah, there are 10 teams in this relegation battle. Yeah. So it's a tremendously exciting relegation battle. It is, yeah. Um, we're definitely one of them, and it's impossible to tell whether or not we're mm, going to... Mm. I mean, most most pundits you see, most ex-pros you'd, you'd hear on TV would probably say, West Ham have got too much quality to go down. Yeah. If you look at it all statistically, if you look at the firepower West Ham have... Um, they're, you know, they're gonna. They've, if you've got a player like Hernandez, who's like almost like your backup striker, you're gonna stay up. Mm, Hernandez mm. is the sort of guy who, if we were in this position already, but then we'd gone out in a January transfer window and bought him, we'd all be going berserk with excitement yeah, and thinking yeah, we yeah. were safe. Well, guess what? We just got him. We brought him off the bench, and now yeah. he's gonna be our striker for a while. So it should be enough. But who knows? I mean, you know, we've seen better than this go down. Yeah, we? yeah. And I mean, I think that I think that uh, uh, you, you know we lose a couple of games and we get sucked in. Might even go into the bottom three if we lose a couple of games and the results go against us. And then you know, other teams' tails go up because they kind of, they think, well, we can get out of this. You know, there's uh, there are teams that are kind of in free fall, uh, and if we're one of those teams, it just you know uh, it gives confidence to all our kind of the people in the same position as us. And yeah, it's very kind of edgy. You've just got to hope that some of these guys come back. You well, know, that's the thing right now. There's no one cut adrift either. No, there's no. nobody. You know, sometimes a lot of the time there'll be someone who's nailed on to go down mm, at this mm. point in the season. There isn't, you just can't tell. No. Yeah. And, and we're really only waiting for two guys to come back as well. It's like, uh, well, you know, Reed. actually Collins does a decent job there. I don't think the problem is massively with defense. Now I think our midfield is second best in, a lot of the games we've oh, played yeah. this season. It's been, midfield's been the key issue all season, yeah. hasn't it? Yeah. And it is beyond belief that we didn't sign. Mario doesn't even count because clearly he is a number 10. Yeah. You know, he's yeah. a, a Lanzini kind of position. We, everyone knows we needed at least one, probably two um, central midfielders who could do the basics very well. Yeah. Like defend first and foremost, but also just be able to move the ball around accurately. One solution he found was because uh, the sort of strange loss of form of Kiyati was to play all three. Uh, mm-hmm. And I can't remember the first game he did that in. I mean, normal teams wouldn't need all three, but with three slightly misfiring, any combination of two of them didn't seem to play particularly well. So Kiyati, Obiang and Noble actually seemed to sort of work quite well as uh, as uh, when they were all fit as a team. But now Obiang doesn't look like he's going to kick the ball again this season. So no. he's gone. I think, you know, so we got Zabaleta, who I think might have been part of the problem against Brighton. You know, you got we gave the ball away a lot. And, it's, you know, it's a bloody slow midfield. Him and Noble, both slow players, yeah, you yeah, know. Yeah. And uh, Noble, I thought, was having one of those games where he flew into tackles too easily. Yes. Because if you miss him, then the other team are away. Yeah. Or you give away a foul. 
get get a yellow card. But worse than that, and he, he did it a couple of times where he's gone in, yeah. missed the tackle because he loves to do those things. It kind of gets the crowd going yes. a bit. His, yeah, his tackling so, style is basically a long slide from yeah. about 20. So he, he bases it on ice skating. He That's does, his yeah. style of tackling. So he's lost, you know, so he's had a bad game like that. And Zabaleta is just too immobile and slow. Mm. And Chiara is very, uh, you know, hit and miss anyway, isn't he, at this season? He's so, doing a bit I better don't know. with that three-man midfield. I think yeah. that seems to have improved. It sort of pushes him forward a bit. I mean, he was good, he was good just... against Pass. He had his best game yeah, against Palace. when he Palace. got kicked in the head. Or... Yeah, 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 I mean, it always helps to have a bandage around your head in a football game, doesn't yeah. it? Especially if you're that kind of a player. Terry Butcher. Yeah, it's a Paul yeah. Ince. Yes. Um, you always play better with a bandage around your head. So he was at an unfair advantage yes. in many ways. But yeah. the bandage had gone against yes. Brighton. Yeah, very much so. So no wonder he had a bad game. I think Cullen's obviously going to get games. He was the only one they didn't farm back out. What about that um, Hasabanovic? Yeah, Hasabanovic, yeah. yeah. But I think he's another number 10 type player. I think mm. he plays in a similar position to Lanzini and, um, Mario. and Mario. I think, yeah. you know, we need sort of solid midfielders, don't we? And we'll be back just after this message. Stop Hammer Time is backed for this season by Ladbrooks. Uh, now, Sam, you said there's a Twitter rumour abounding at this particular yeah. point. Yeah, Patrice Elva. I mean, by the time you know, people listen to this, uh, this will be long-established news mm-hmm. or um, exposed as a complete lie. Mm. But Twitter was on fire as we went to air with news that West Ham had signed free agent... Patrice Evra. He's 51 now, isn't 51 he? He's 51 years old. Recently scandalised for attacking a fan. Yes, yes. Uh, which, I don't know about you guys, but I'm always a big fan. We love that. Of seeing a, yeah. a, a pro steam into the crowd. I think he's going to have a right run-up at the Olympic Stadium, isn't he? Yeah. Mm. From Ke- mm. Well, we saw Absolutely. it recently. Was it, was it Punchin of West Brom? Who, Punchin, yes. Who, he, who attacked um, one of our fans mm. after they antagonised him. And even though it was an opposition player attacking one of our own, I must say, I still enjoyed it. Yes. He was able to occupy one of the three or four empty seats next to the uh, the fan mm, that he yeah. attacked. Yeah. Uh, and uh, sat there for quite a while uh, and then stood up and attacked him. Yeah. Engaged him in a conversation in which the fan then said an offensive thing to him about his family. And uh, he fought with him. He fought him. Yeah, yeah. Um, Cantona's obviously the best. But, Brilliant. you know, actually, I say it's the best. Probably my favourite ever is Brian Clough. Um, people, there was a picture of Brian Clough, I think, hit one of his own fans. Yes, a Nottingham very drunk, fan. a late era Brian Clough. The, yeah, ju- the drinking years. Mind, the yeah. drinking years. Uh, yes, a lot of the Nottingham Forest fans, uh, uh, there was a bit of small, small pitch invasion, wasn't there? Yeah. Like, I don't know what, why, why was it, a, were they happy about something? or cross I think something? they were happy. They were happy about something. But, and you know, Brian Clough didn't understand mm. no, that they no. were happy, so he no. punched one of them. No, they... But, Drunk softened the sad, the sad drunk is a cliche, and he the happiness offended him, and he punched uh, one of their own fans in the face. Um, Jim, yeah. do you have some uh, any confirmation from the well, Twitter sphere? Just looking at Twitter now, the Guardian are reporting it that we're in talks with him to sign a short-term deal. Uh, well, you know, a free agent because we're in a bit of a crisis in terms of just having people in the squad. Yeah, uh, I suppose you could say well, he's very experienced. He's basically like a Zabaleta. Yeah, similar age. Similar experience, similar position, only left side rather than right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would say that left left sided, you know, left backs is not exactly a priority. No, not really. Uh, you know, it's, I mean, it's only five games until uh, uh, Masuaku's back. Yeah. Uh, so I was just about to ask that very question. We should affect, he should be back sometime in April. 
But, He's going uh, on a spitting awareness course. Yeah, yeah. In Cambridgeshire. Yeah. And it's residential. Yes. And people don't know that. People go, why is it six weeks? Well, it's because they send you, the FA send you mm-hmm. on a spitting awareness course. Someone I know uh, delivers the spittoons to that hotel where the course is run. Okay, so um, you'll know about it. Yeah, and yeah. the thing is, you if you do the course, if you commit to do the course, which he had to, if mm-hmm. not, he'd be no, banned from football forever. Do you have to do the whole course? It's a six-week course. Yep. It's in a former boarding school yes. in Cambridgeshire. Yeah, yeah. Well, they're interesting. They could have just paid the eighty-five-pound fine, but chose to take the course. <laughs> chose to take yeah, the course. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Um, well, it's points on his license, isn't it? If he, um, they basically put you yeah. in a series of positions where anyone—I don't care who you are—would be tempted to spit. Yes. At another human. Yeah. In a saloon. And, yeah. Uh, you are? Yes. In in a western, in a yeah. western saloon. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And they put you in situations where you where they almost purposefully like provoke you into spitting mm-hmm. and then they try to encourage your or give you a sort of a, a, a you know, a, a toolbox, if mm-hmm. you will. A mm-hmm. mental toolbox a mental emotional toolbox to sort of stop yourself from spitting at another person. Week one, chewing tobacco. Yeah. Week two a tobacco patch on your arm, but you still spit. Uh, Week three, flapjacks. Uh, Week four, four, chewing gum. Week five, saliva. Have you ever spat at anyone? No. Have you ever spat at anyone? I must have done. (laughs) Yeah, timing. I mean, I can't remember spitting someone. When I was a kid, uh, when I was a kid, we were on a school trip in Germany, and uh, it's difficult for me to talk about, but a gobbin fight broker right right in the hotel yeah. and um my mate who is a hammer uh mm-hmm. west ham fan bumped into him at west ham recently actually uh i'll, I'll just I'll, he won't want me to out him as a gobber None. so i'll just say that his name's uh bill right and um he he got involved i mean you got a hand to him he got involved with we were second years and there was also a lot of third years on the trip mm-hmm and he got involved in a gob fight with some third years who were older, bigger, tougher than us. But he didn't care. No. He took them on. And Good it thing. got really savage. And I, I'll tell you, I'll tell you if I was involved, but I wasn't. I found it disgusting. It was in this lovely hotel in the Rhineland, family-run sort of place. Mm-hmm. And I thought, this is disgusting. And so I stayed there. I thought, this is right. It was right in the era of like British football hooligans on the continent. Yeah. And I was saying to him, chaps, this is why we've been banned from European competition. Anyway, true story, uh, Bill jumped out of the room to gob at this kid, Marshall, and as he did so, Mr. Vesluce, the deputy head, came out of his room and stood between the two boys and shouted, what are you? And as he bellowed, Bill gobbed directly into Mr. Vesluce's mouth. And let me tell you as well, it was a flob. It was not a normal spit. And he nearly and he, he he nearly got sent home. He said, "You, I'm sending you home. You've gobbed in my mouth." <laughs> yeah, it's like a sort <laughs> so of they let him off. Yeah. That would be like a sort of grittier animal house or porkies. Yeah, it'd be like a sort of Ken Loach yeah. animal house. Yeah, it's like that. Where it's really yeah. really bleak, and all the food fights are like with really like corned beef and. No, I've written food. a screenplay about it. Oh right, it's semi autobiographical, yeah. and it's called Gob Fight. Right. Right. And it's about a group of school kids who go on a school trip to the Rhineland right, right. and have right. a non-stop gobbin fight. Very much like the story you've just done. It's yeah. autobiographical. Very similar. Very yeah. good. Very good. Um, 
what particular production company do you think might get behind a project like that? Miramax. Miramax, absolutely. Harvey Weinstein. Yeah, well, he's got uh, to do something he's to, right yeah. behind it. Well, he needs something to ch- draw attention away from yeah. a controversial movie could be the way to go for him. He you know, wants so. to show that he cares about yes. people who have problems like this children the portrayed in my film. Of, what's the estimated running time of this uh, It's uh, three and a half hours long. Oh, is that all? Right, mm. right. Wow, that's wow, oh yeah. That's that's the quality. It's, it's a bit like have you seen the Punching. Hateful Eight? That Quentin Tarantino film? It's about three and a half hours long. It's mm-hmm. shot on old film yeah. in widescreen. Seventy millimeter. Yeah, and they are for most of it just locked in a in a house in the snow. They're snowed in. in and yeah. in this is the Hateful Eight, but it's very similar in comedy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Talking of uh, uh, bad things, uh, uh, Tony Henry. Uh, oh, the, God. oh <laughs> the, no! The West. This has all happened since <sighs> last week's uh, uh, podcast. So we lost. Uh, we lost uh, a potentially winnable game against uh, Brighton. Didn't buy anyone in the transfer window, and now our uh, director of scouting. Uh, uh, is now his he's he's become well, a racist. Look, when this guy he was decided, bought in, he's he decided to be a racist. Yeah. When this guy was brought in, he was brought in touted as this mm. amazing scout is going to mm. change everything. Look at mm. all the people Everton brought in. Yep. It's fantastic. Haven't heard anything about him since, or no. any miraculous signings no. come out of anywhere. No. Next thing you hear about him several years later is yeah. that yeah, he's a racist. Yeah, I forgot he was there. Like you say, when he was brought in, I remember thinking, oh it's yeah, he sounds fanfare, good. Wasn't it? And then I forgot it exists exactly, and then you forget he exists. Yeah, and the next thing he's you hear is forgotten me. he's a racist. Yeah, but racist. I, I would say that what he said, which to paraphrase, I haven't got the quote in front of me, was. Uh, we don't want any Africans because when they're left out of the team, they cause mayhem. Mm. And that is obviously an uh, awful thing to say for lots of reasons. I w- and, and I think the club did the right thing by sacking him. But Me too. I do think that if he leaves one positive legacy, it's the reintroduction of the word mayhem to <laughs> um, our day-to-day lexicon. You've not heard of Slavon Village's back catalogue of albums then? <laughs> Surely that features in there somewhere. It's got to be something. Yeah, there must be in that collection. Of yeah. Fiery, mayhem yeah, or yeah, yeah. fiery mayhem. Fiery yeah. mayhem. I mean, mayhem is a great word. And yeah. I can tell you on the way down to Brighton on Saturday on the train, it was being bandied around willy nilly. It was back, back, back in a big way amongst the West Ham family. Well, it slightly speaks to a conversation that we've just been having before this podcast started about the uh, inappropriate use of uh, of extreme words in normal conversation. You were talking about Phil Brown uh, uh, in a talk uh, yeah, sport on today. Talk Sport yeah. today. He sort of superlatives, like Trump uses words that are the most extreme superlatives to describe, and everything mm. is the best. Everything's a disaster. Obama's administration was a disaster. His election victory was the biggest. Everything's like that. And, and uh, Phil Brown today, and we'll come on to Alan Pardew in a brief moment, but. Uh, um, what was it, Phil Brown? Phil Brown was talking about the Chelsea-Watford game and he was talking about the Chelsea midfielder Bakayoko and he described Bakayoko as having such a bad game. He said he had a... No- no, someone said he had a nightmare. He mm-hmm. said it was worse than a nightmare. He said it was a holocaust of a, of a game. Mm, yes. And uh, and then the conversation just moved on. And I thought, hang on a minute, I've never heard uh, that term used in that context before. No. And obviously it was uh, inappropriate and they received complaints. Um, and I, but I, again, I thought to myself, I gave him the benefit of the doubt because I thought to myself, I don't think Phil Brown knows what the word Holocaust means. No, no, no. no that's that's what I think. I might be giving him the benefit of the doubt, but I think that out on the training ground, the word Holocaust is used in that context. Mm, mm. 
and and that he only he th- he thinks that the, the the dictionary definition of Holocaust is someone who's played badly in a football match. Yes, not the systematic genocide. Yes, of a race or culture. Yeah, race or culture. Yeah. Um, and it was a because it was because it was a, in a kind of um, a, a superlatives contest. Someone had said Bakayoko had a nightmare. Then maybe someone else said something. So he's trying to uh, emphasise what a bad game Bakayoko. So he's used a very extreme word. And this is what Alan Pardew did. I think I think uh, it was one of the only times uh, Pardew was on match of the day. The last time he was on match of the day. Yes, and it was the last, last time as well. <laughs> and I think it was like a kind of speedy right winger sort of basically humiliating a left back for much of a game and I think I think Hansen he went through the back of him didn't he? Didn't he go through the back of Terry like took him completely out? Something happened and uh, someone went he's you know he's He's taken him out there He's taken him like out that. then someone went he mugged him and then Pardew goes oh yeah no he's raped him. He's, he's absolutely, absolutely raped, raped him. him. Yeah. And uh, he was never seen again. He was smuggled out of the uh, match of the day studio so under a blanket. for you who was worse? Philip Phil Brown saying that Bakayoko had a holocaust or Alan Pardew saying that a player had raped another player. I think the murder of six million people probably slightly worse. trumped probably it. They're still worse. pretty bad. Yeah, they're, b- they're both bad. Well, contact the show contact and the show. Uh, let us know which you think is worse, rape yes. or holocaust. Um, ring this number if you think it's mayhem. <laughs> ring this one if you think it's rape. Or, or send us a fax if you think it's Holocaust. Um, so, if <laughs> where do we go from there? If Alan Pardew or Phil Brown were decided to become historians and write books mm-hmm. about the Second World War, mm. I can imagine them referring to the Holocaust as mayhem. Yes, yes. Right? it was yes. absolute. I mean, Hitler. Had the, he was causing absolute mayhem with the yeah. Jews. He went in and he caused mayhem. Absolute yeah. mayhem amongst the Jews. Yes. Yes. So, um, we're, we're probably on predictions now, aren't we? Are we? I predict mayhem. <laughs> yes, that's very good. But who are we playing at Watford? We can, Watford just beat Chelsea 4 1. We can't uh, no. win that. Uh, well, can't I didn't win did against them. I, I I mean, from what I know, I didn't watch it. Watford did play very well, but Chelsea were abysmal. Were they? Yeah, I heard Chelsea were abysmal. And therefore... Another 4-1 then. Yeah, the but also, you know, regardless of how, how bad Chelsea were, it will give Watford a huge amount of confidence, yeah. especially considering... Oh, was that that game? Did they beat us 3-0? Yeah. Well, yeah we've I just come off that. the back of a 3-1 loss. They've just come off the back of a 4-1 win. They're yeah. going to beat you us, know. aren't they? I went to that. I wonder. I mean, I think. Uh, uh, Is anyone due back? Moyes won't let that happen again. Uh, Arnautovic might be back for that. Really? They thought he would only, you know, be gone for like three weeks or well, something. Well, that would be fantastic. And wasn't Lanzini yeah. recently making sort of noises that his recovery was actually a lot further along than oh, they were really? suggesting? They were saying, saying something like six weeks for him and three weeks for Arnautovic a couple of weeks ago. So it feels like Arnautovic isn't could it, be isn't back. It's funny, like, talking about Lanzini and, and Arnautovic against Huddersfield we were all saying and they were saying on match of the day and everyone who saw it was saying look at this partnership and I'm going round like you get slightly hysterical with excitement when there's a good result I'm going this is the best partnership we've had since Scotty and McAvenny mm. it's incredible have you seen mm. them they're telepathic because yeah. it was for, for that game and then the subsequent game I can't remember uh, I think we were playing Bournemouth in the next game weren't we 
I can't yeah. remember. But anyway, um, I thought we've cracked it here. We've got an, an amazing front two. Uh, Moyes is a genius because Bilic couldn't see that these were the two we had to yeah. play together. And that's it. I mean, we're going to just keep going up and up the table. I mean, they're unplayable. Yeah. And now it's only less than a month later and it seems like a distant memory, yeah, those yeah. two playing. Yeah. And the yeah. thing is, it's not that long to the end of the season, really, is it? No. When you look no, down, no. Many games oh, you've the sweet release. Yeah. And <laughs> won't it be lovely? So um, nice, really. I just think oh, it'd be so sunny and warm and we won't have to think about West Ham at all. <laughs> no. My mood will just be affected by the normal things that affect one. We can still laugh at the World Cup instead. Mm. It'll be like what ticket prices in the Championship are like. Yeah. Oh, that's a great season. Yeah, great season. Uh, What are our predictions for the Watford game? Oh, God. I think we're going to lose. Can I predict a defeat? Of course, of course. I think we're going to lose 2-0. Sorry, everyone. Jim, what are you going for? 1-2, I reckon. 1-2, 1-2, yeah. I'm going to go for 2-1. I'm going to say we we win it. I'm going to say we win Good. it. I think there'll be a reaction. You know, I don't think they'll they'll play that badly. You know, they'll have had a I, th- I think that Moyes and Pierce and the rest of the coaching team are the sort of people who you think, you know, you see Billich is so hangdog, you know, when we lost, you think, oh, God, it's just going to get worse. But Mo- there, there's something about the vibe that Moyes and, and Pierce give off that you can imagine them kind of really getting a response out of the players for yeah. a bad performance. You know, that that's the only hope, is that they're, they're not going to just like, is this, they're not going to mope about. Or, they, they're more no. pragmatic t- professionals, aren't they? Yeah. So yeah. they can just go, right, that's done. Well, yeah, it's, it's sort that, of the we'll first manager now. I've yeah. seen for a long time that you you see that he's done something you 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 see what he's you see what he's done and how it's working mm. you know with the the Chelsea and the Arsenal games which are the ones where you know he he you know it took two or three games for him to sort of well for a start get them fit again you know or mm. do whatever but you saw that they they doubled up on you know the flying their flying Chelsea wingers they kind of got the centre back to come over and cover, got the, you know, our, you know, right sided midfielder to track back. It's like everyone knew what their job was. Yeah, everyone knew what their job was. And you literally saw sort of football management at work. And then even that formation for the Palace game last Tuesday, you know, everyone's injured and you go, oh, right, I see what he's done. Oh, God, God, he's made Zabaleta a sort of holding midfield. You know, these are literally things that are sort of working, you know. What, what we should, I know you, you've got to get to a gig. What we haven't talked about is there was a piece yesterday uh, by Matt Law in The Telegraph, who's usually quite well informed on these things, saying it's almost certain that, and now decided by both parties that Moyes will not be staying on, irrespective of... Then they released a statement today, didn't they? The club saying that no decision has been made on his future. Yeah, 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 of course. But but you suspect that. Uh, And and according to the story, the the inference, at least, was that it's as much his decision as theirs because he thinks that it's uh, it's mayhem there behind the scenes. Uh, he's not being backed right. by in the transfer market or anything like that, and it's just a mess. It's a it's mess. Mayhem. Yeah, it's a mess. You know, I know some people who work at the club, uh, and you know, or, or people who know people who work at the club, and they say it's a, they're, they're, you know, there are horrible people to work for. Mm, mm. You know, there are individuals who are like tyrannical, and it's not a pleasant place to be. No. 
we should get on to this next week, really. We haven't really talked about that sort of what we think is happening behind the scenes because we do, you know, the kind of lack of investment at the moment, Jim, you were saying, sort of suggests a sale in the summer. We should have prioritised that over the Gobbin fight story. Maybe we should have done, yeah. It feels like there was Mm. sort of... I disagree, but fine. (laughs) It was a great story. Just just agree to disagree editorially there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, This has been Stop Hammer Time. My name is Phil Whelans. Uh, Joining me this week, uh, Sam Delaney. Goodbye. Jim Dean Dolan. Laters. Come on, you irons. Come on, you irons. This is a playback media production. Get all the associated links for this podcast at westhampodcast.com. Stop Hammer Time is backed for this season by Ladbrokes. If you're a large organisation involved in managing, purchasing or making decisions on software licences, you need Livingston. Livingston provides the technology and a large team of experts to help you understand what software is installed on your network, who is using it and whether you purchase the right number of software licences to legally use it. This information can help you make smart business decisions when it comes to renegotiating software licensing agreements with large software publishers like Microsoft or IBM and others, and when budgeting for software spend. To reduce the cost and risk of managing your software licenses, speak to Livingston today about our managed services. Over 50 multinationals across the world trust Livingston to manage their software licenses. Visit livingston-tech.com for more information. What's your thoughts on Fulham? Chances are you don't think about them too much, but nice away day by the river, used to have a Michael Jackson statue, and once did quite well under Roy Hodgson. But that's probably about it, because chances are you're not a Fulham fan. However, if you do know someone that supports Fulham, maybe a mate or a colleague at work, please tell them about the Fulhamish podcast that I host every week looking at each Fulham game as it comes and goes, with a nice bit of quirkiness and humour along the way too. You can find Fulhamish at fulhamish.co.uk and we're also available on all podcast platforms, including iTunes, Acast and playbackmedia.co.uk. That's Fulhamish, your weekly independent Fulham FC podcast. Sports Social Podcast Network.